0: hello this is two minutes about time with luke allen and robert e g black the podcast that takes a look at the film about time two minutes at a time i'm richard curtis and i hope you enjoy it
1: And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else.
0: I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And with our special guest for this week, Curtis. Hey, everybody. So, Curtis, could you introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: My name is Curtis Blaze, and I am currently the host of the Better Off Dead Minute, which is a podcast that talks about one minute of the movie Better Off Dead once per quarter. For tax reasons, that is, wait uh,
1: one episode every three months, roughly. Three
2: one months? minute every one minute every four months. Although we're trying four to get months. that average, up. that's going to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we began the podcast in December of two
0: thousand seventeen. Oh, that is impressive. And I just uploaded you... forty-seven. Oh, okay. Oh, right, well. <laughs> I'm not going to do the maths. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I started three different businesses and they all hit it, hit it right after we started doing the show and so we ran out of time to do it and could only record in the winter but then a thing happened with my co-host where he had to work all the time during the day or at night I was working all the time during the day so we've just been fitting him in where we could we were on a good roll till coronavirus hit we've got him recorded up to about 60 out of 89
0: nice anywho about time look at minutes 41 and 42 today wherein we continue tim's discussion with mary and joanna and Rupert, wherein he he decides to head off back in time in fact i've just really messed up the whole order of the show here uh, because i haven't asked you curtis about your first experience with this film my
2: first experience with this film was on tuesday night prior to that <laughs> i hadn't heard of it and uh, I watched it with my wife and my son. We streamed it for free on Netflix, and it was incredible. Movies about fathers and sons anyway, always, I- I'm always a fan, but it mm. was fun. It was fun watching it with him. And it was, I-, I couldn't believe, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking to myself, how did I not hear about this? How is this movie seven years old? You know?
0: Yeah, like even even the cast, you kind of think, this should have been bigger. <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of the cast became famous after the film but yeah, yeah it's it's quite a surprise i don't think it ever did we find out it didn't even really get past like number 10 did it in the charts i don't
1: think it was in the u.s it was number 10 then it went up to number nine and then it disappeared wow because um, it was up against like i think it was thor ragnarok was out or no thor the dark World. one of the thor movies was out like the week the second weekend
2: well we're watching this and... we're watching this movie. You know, going like, is that Margot Robbie? Is that Margot Robbie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looked it up at right the end and it she watched. made it big, yeah. But she was
0: young enough for yeah. us to have the question. Mm. And her British accent, right. you know, is pretty good. <laughs> Same as Donald's, really. I think I've talked a lot about how great their accents are, but it's quite yeah. impressive. So, I assume, did you watch the film before you watched these minutes? Though? Oh, no, I watched the minutes first. Or did you? Okay, <laughs> so. Yes. So, what was your impression on... The minutes without the context of the film. Oh,
2: well, because of the time travel thing, I thought I had this thing pegged. I was like, oh, this is going to be a movie about him using time travel to try to make his relationship perfect, and it's going to end up screwing everything up irretrievably. And I thought the whole plot of the movie was going to be about him trying to get her back after he'd lost her (laughs) after a couple of threads. And Mm -hmm. I was completely wrong.
1: Yeah, that's the 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 last 10 minutes or so, but not the movie. Right. That's the impression
2: this gave me. Uh, watching these few minutes uh, just floating in space, unconnected to anything, out of context.
0: <laughs> mm, that's good. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had someone, and you didn't realize from the minutes that the film was about time travel, so. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> they just watched the minutes? <laughs> you, you, you can... They just watched the minutes? Yeah. yeah. And...
1: yeah Which is and weird, hadn't cause seen I'm the pretty movie. sure,
0: because I'm pretty sure in the notes I say we do a bonus minute to fit in with the theme of time travel. So, clearly that was completely ignored. <laughs> the opening line is, just these muffins, I think. Never trust a blueberry. Um. Okay, I'll be back in a tick. You two are such a lovely couple. And, I mean, this is just such a great scene, but it is so weird, as we said last episode, that he managed to get that information from uh, them.
1: And I find it weirder, I mean, that they gave him information is fine. Joanna's being kind of weird, but... Why does he turn around and say you two are such a lovely couple? Yeah, he I, didn't I, need to. No, he's leaving. He's erasing this moment. It doesn't happen. It's he, You weird... know what?
0: He should turn around and punch Rupert. That's,
1: <laughs> that's what we all want to see. We
0: all want to see Rupert get punched in the face.
1: It might be a little too Groundhog Day. He punched him. Could throw a drink on him or something.
0: I think it just speaks.
2: Yeah. I think it's just a
1: or character just, moment.
0: Or just...
2: He's just a nice guy. And he knows what he's yeah. doing is, is off- true. And he just wants to—he just wants the universe to be in balance a little bit. Yeah, I'm about to destroy this complete relationship that you're in, but eh, you guys were cute while it lasted.
0: <laughs> it's almost—it's almost like just in case his time travel doesn't work this one time, right? He's safe, right? Right. right. <laughs> like, like he's just—he's just making sure it's safe in case suddenly he ends up unable to. Now he it.
2: has to win her the old-fashioned rom-com way. Yeah. yeah. Wait until her. She realizes Rupert's a douche. Right. He has to befriend her and actually work to uh, gaslight gaslighter to make her realize. <laughs> instead of just doing it through time travel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as, as a rom-com and the whole style of this, I've said this a good few times, but this is the most realistic time travel film I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because it's so weird the way he travels in time, like it feels normal.
2: Uh, yeah, I really appreciated that they didn't try to over-explain it. You just go into a dark place. You squeeze well, your think... fists,
0: and it happens. And they
2: don't give you any further explanation. They let your imagination do the work instead of saying, you know, there are molecules that flow forward and backwards in the ocean of time. Blah blah blah. Yeah, there's no scientists. Inside. That was that was the best way to handle it.
0: I mean, have you seen Richard Curtis's other one of his other films? Yesterday, the one that came out about Loved the Beatles. It. That's
1: yeah, the same, same guy thing. That explains it. It just happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah and it and it's just like here's the ability that we have in this world let's not try and explain it let's just tell a story with it and i think that's yes. brilliant.
1: Yeah when i first saw the trailer for that i assumed the plot was going to be somehow trying to fix it and get everything back in the end. Right. And it wasn't even close to that. I'm like okay.
0: That's the same thing with I, this
2: movie. That guy. Okay so i didn't know mm-hmm. it was the same director. I've done no research. I haven't looked up the script or the imdb Same movie. writer.
0: Yeah yeah so he, he as well as all this he also Wrote Love Actually, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Mr. Bean, Blackadder,
1: Bridget Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, Vincent and the Doctor.
0: Yeah, the Doctor Who episode, Vincent and the Doctor. He also founded the charity Comic Relief.
2: I, I didn't um, realize that all of the good rom-coms since 2000 were just this guy.
0: Mm. <laughs> the yeah. British ones, yeah.
2: All the British ones.
0: He also did a great TV show called The Vicar of Dibley, which no one in the States seems to know exists. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Notting Hill. <gasps> Yeah. Um
2: What is he, 90? <laughs> That's awesome. I loved yeah. that movie when it came out. My wife made me watch it. Different wife than the one I have now. And I was grumbly about it. I don't know, watch Nodding Hill. And then I watched it and was like bawling by the end. It was amazing.
0: Such so a yeah. I, I can't think of a film he wrote that didn't work. The only other one he did, which I can see you would possibly know of is what we call the boat that rocked, and I believe is pirate radio in the states. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah pirate radio.
0: But yeah, I, I think that's everything I've mentioned, really, other than a couple of odd TV episodes. He is
1: sixty-four.
0: There we go. Well,
2: hats off to you, sir. You've you've defined what good rom com is.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I, I genuinely think he is a genius.
2: Everybody should know about this. The second I watched it, I shared this on my on my personal Facebook page.
0: That's good. It's such a
1: brilliant. It needs film. to be seen.
0: Anyway, let's go <laughs> into the into the minute.
1: As Joanna and Mary switch opinions for some reason, they switch opinions. The last few minutes, it seemed like Joanna was kind of smitten with Tim, and like that's why she gave his her address and everything. Oh yeah, so yeah. She really was fascinated by him. Now suddenly <laughs> she's the one saying he's a bit weird. Yeah, it's like yeah, they, re- they reversed.
0: She says he's
1: cute. Mary I says like
0: that him. Thing, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we want him over.
0: I like yeah. him. Yeah, me too. Well, so there's
2: a question. I wish we had sort of a, like a woman on the show. Is, is this guy? So this is the kind of thing I was wondering through the movie. Is this guy cute? Is he a cute guy? We did have a discussion about yeah, that. Yeah, we had a discussion
0: about this. A or two ago. <laughs> because apparently him, like apparently him in Star Wars is like a sex symbol or something. Oh my God.
1: Well, if you look at the, his picture on IMDb, he's got yeah. the black and white one. He's pretty cute. Okay. Generally, in movies, they don't make him look cute. He, they make him look more of the like gingery nerdy.
2: Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if they like, if they emphasize the nerdiness. She's wearing the glasses in the scene. Is that a thing that goes on all throughout the movie? I
1: don't remember that being. I think she wears them a few times. Yeah. She doesn't wear them all the time. No.
0: But there are a few scenes where she, it's like it's like when, when she's serious, it's like she's, she's they got They put the, some glasses on her? I think, mm, like I think in the scene where they find out that the dad's unwell, I think she might be wearing glasses then, I'm not okay. certain. I will have to double
1: check. And hey, although it's Robert interrupting, a quick check and it seems the only other time she is wearing glasses is two clips during the subway montage. Otherwise they're just gone.
0: Robert, have I got your fully updated notes?
1: Does it have names next to the dialogue? No. Then no, you don't. Okay. My Dropbox might not have updated this morning.
0: Okay, that's fine. I can
1: figure out he's saying what. Rupert's the one who says I like him. Mary says, yeah, me too.
0: I like him, yeah, me too. And then Tim goes back in time. So have you got any notes on on the flashback this time?
1: I think the only weird thing here is they do a shot of a Kate Moss photo that we never actually saw in the middle of those flashes, but he could have looked around the exhibit.
0: Yeah, that's true. It. That's a good point. It's an odd choice.
1: Yeah. It, I think they should have used the photo with the cat in it, since that's the one he's been sitting by the whole time. Well,
0: so. We do get a few shots of him by that as well, though, I guess. Yeah. So not having yeah, watched
2: this movie obsessively, him before. in every flashback, in every time he goes back, do they always only show things that we've seen already every time? Uh
1: so um, far. Yeah, so far, yeah. And and they generally show them they show 'em in reverse order. Okay. And a couple of them at the end it seemed like they the order comes back to normal right before he finds the spot he's going to.
0: Yeah, like he's focusing and stuff like go back okay. and then back in. Okay.
1: But when it but this one and the last one when he went to uh Harry's play, it didn't do that at the end because we they, we hadn't seen any scenes around that moment, so they didn't make any up. Gotcha. So yeah, none of the none of the flashes have used shots we didn't see, other than the ending, where like him crossing the street, we didn't see that because that didn't happen. But we do get a photo of Cape Moss we didn't see.
0: I wonder if maybe they were going to use the other one that we do see, that isn't the cat one that had issues with sensors. Maybe because that that, uh, that do you think that that would have been, been actually much? better
1: in a flash? I think.
0: Yeah, and I doubt it would have made much more difference having it. In no. focus for half a second. No. Like, if, if the censors had already given your film an R, it would have been fine at the 12 here still.
1: Are you talking about Naked on the Beach? Well, one of the reasons it got an R rating in the US is because of nudity, which is only in the movie in the Kate Moss photo that's in the back of a scene. That's why it got the R. It's one. They also say f-k a lot. And you have to bleep that. <laughs>
0: yeah. But whereas here in the UK, it's rated 12, so, like, we... The nudity is fine, and the context of the language makes its frequency not an issue for anyone <laughs> over the age of twelve.
2: Yeah, my twelve-year-old is watching uh, Silicon Valley right now. There's no, there's no <laughs> switching from Silicon Valley to this movie. Was <laughs> this seemed pretty G-rated? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't even know what that is. To be honest, is that a thing I should understand as a reference? Oh, it's a
1: HBO show. <laughs> Lots of swearing.
0: Okay, from from I say from mentioning it's HBO, I instant that, that that's the what i do i do understand the reputation of hbo we've talked a lot about age ratings too much about age ratings possibly well, if there's such thing yep. because i bring it up a lot there's such I'm, a
1: thing code four. code four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you that that, that that's like that's a good callback <laughs> respect for that callback
2: as he's right. as he's crossing the street here and checking his watch the kind of mm-hmm. this is the minute right before right before I got on here, and you guys touched on this slightly. I just wanted I I just want to touch briefly on how you guys came out. Did it seem did it seem weird and pushy the way he was just insisting on knowing the exact details of how they met? Well, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It it's it's weird that they. I mean, I guess as you said, Joanna seemed kind of into him. Mm-hmm. But it does seem odd that she'd give like her exact address. Right, like, right, but it's it it's an example of him finally realizing
1: script. what he can do, though. Is I'm gonna erase this anyway. I can just be pushy. Okay, yeah. that's that's how you came to that. Yeah, I like
0: how yeah, because I think in that in that minute in that moment he kind of gave in to the fact that you know what I'm just gonna be the weird guy in this mm-hmm. deleted time. Like he doesn't care. He, I think that's why he yeah he's just a bit odd in that scene, and it's quite funny. Like was it Coochie face that he was like Poochie face Poochie yeah. face that was it where 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 he where he was like before anyone responded he was like yeah I don't say Poochie face <laughs> like, like like he's 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 just become the weird person at yeah point. Well, it's
2: kind of fun that I got
0: but I still it's think... kind
2: of fun that I got the minute where to me it's the only moment in the movie that is a little bit pushing the the bounds of what would realistically work yeah
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's also hit, him being pushy, getting the information last minute, and then him get with the sarcasm in the upcoming minutes. He's risking a lot on this meeting because if she didn't like him anymore, didn't like his attitude, like his the way he talks, this, he would have just had to erase it again and draft more. Yeah,
2: well, that's why that's one of those things. That's, there was this opportunity here for this movie to fall into this. If it was going to be, I'm sorry to interrupt myself. If it was going to be the kind of movie where he had to keep going back and trying over and over again, like Groundhog Bennett, that would be how they play the scene is he screws it up three times yeah. and you see him finally getting
1: it right. Just right. like Bill Murray. I think to that sometimes
0: Andy. he does and we just don't see it.
1: Well, yeah, I think we can assume maybe he does do that a few times. But at this point, 40 minutes in, we're not getting too much. We're not getting repetition of moments much.
0: No, because as as we discussed before, well, I don't think i mentioned this to Curtis, is I, I believe that Tim's like an unreliable narrator and that he's, you know, te- retelling the story to us. So hence, Margot Robbie at the start doesn't really have much of a personality beside her looks. Hence, he seems really awkward in some things and completely fine in others. And I think that that's just because, you know, why would he tell it completely true to life when he's retelling the story? He'd tell us how he remembers.
1: yeah Yeah.
0: and so he might not remember you know going back and reliving this moment five times to get it right he might only remember the moment in the end or he might remember it but not feel it worth telling
2: well i happened to read a reddit thread right after seeing this movie about a guy who admitted to his wife after five years that he basically stalked her and became the perfect man for her uh, reading her emails and and looking at her likes and stuff, just to get her. She was coming to Reddit asking, what should I do about this? This man, you know, insinuated himself into my life by becoming perfectly what I was looking for. And I think that kind of speaks to what's going on here, because especially when he... uh, Well, I guess it's going to be the next minute, but, you know, if he's going back and forth, eh, this is also addressed a little bit in uh, Groundhog Day. If he's just going over and over until he gets it right, like, what... Uh, how do we feel well,
1: about it? It's an interesting thing because the process of that is horrible, right? But if the result is he becomes exactly what she wants, and he did become that person, then it it drifts back into sort of okay. And it's like, but that's hard to forgive the process. I don't feel like I'm in a place even to jokingly give my
0: opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that it's a it's a real life situation, rather because than you're currently
1: stalking this. someone and you don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, that you too. You find yeah. a winner, you don't want to have to admit it later.
2: Wait, have you been married to someone for five no, I, years I... who's on Reddit a lot?
1: <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, she's been on Reddit."
0: <laughs> yes, we married when I was eleven. And uh... <laughs> anyway, Tim gets lovely. to
1: the party. Yeah. It's eight twenty-five.
0: It is. It is really stalkery. This this whole idea, like, and I think if we didn't meet, if we didn't see him meeting Mary go successfully first time round, right, we wouldn't be able to relate and un- and allow Tim. To
1: do this as an audience. yeah, we 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 said that last week too. Is that it, it's okay here because we know they got along with each other, right? He's just trying to he's just trying to recapture that. If the first meeting went badly and then he had to keep doing it, then it's a worse and b just like every other rom com. Sure, mm. you know she you said no, try it again. Yeah, but she didn't say no. He just accidentally erased it. Mm.
0: I I always forget that technically this is the first meeting of Tim and Mary. Yeah, right. Because their actual first meet—well, the first time Tim meets Mary—is so beautiful and wonderful that this being the first time Mary meets Tim, it's just like I I just forget, and I think it's so weird. And I would, I would love it if there was some like occasion at some point where someone asked them, "So when did you and two? When did you two meet?" And he tells the complete wrong story (laughs) or something. She
2: just looks at him. That would have been a fun scene.
0: Thing is, yeah, with this universe, there are so many other stories that could be told, and it's brilliant because of it. Like, you know, you could go so far with this. You could tell a, you. I mean, you could do kind of. Isn't that what they did with like with Anchorman and just like having another story that took place like at the same time?
1: Is that what the second one did?
0: Like the well, not the second. Was there one called like Wake Up, Ron Burgundy or something that was like?
1: Oh, they had like the extra one in between. That's right. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw. Oh, wow. it.
0: I don't think I have, but that's what I believe it is. (laughs) I'm only just finding out right now. I've seen the first one and the second one. I own it and I've seen the first one and the second one, but I don't know if I've seen the in between one. Because I think it's just like isn't it just like a film of deleted scenes and outtakes that happen to make a whole other film? Or something like that.
1: Probably. As you're saying that that sounds really familiar. It would
0: be a weird sequel to do, but there's enough room in this universe to tell other side stories and other experiences that took place. At the oh city. no, I'd like to. Yep. I'd like
2: to go back in time in this guy's uh, lineage and see, like, how this looks in cowboy days. <laughs> Some dude that can just go into the outhouse and squeeze his fists.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing with with about time and with yesterday is it sets up such a premise that you could tell so many other films like in a franchise of that. Yeah. people were saying with yesterday about doing it with other bands and stuff. I mean, that, I, I was just imagining this as
1: like a sitcom or something where it's like episode after episode of him. Each episode is about something that he has to fix. Going back in time, I'm like, oh, then it becomes so generic. I am not sure if I care anymore.
0: Dare, Unless dare you have the right I, writers. Yeah, dare I say, don't want this to come across wrong. That would work so much better as an American sitcom than a British sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that's a that's like an American. Trans. Yeah, we'd keep watching for twenty more episodes. But it needs to be Before a British one for fewer episodes. Rightly
1: cancel
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, i uh, our, our British sitcoms, like my one of my favourite British sitcoms what I keep talking about, is literally just about a woman vicar coming into a parish. Like that's that's the setup. That's it. Like you know, I feel like we don't go that far fetched in many of our sitcoms. <laughs> oh, we have a few ish, but they don't tend to do as well. I just I just love the Vicar of Dibley, and it's such a good show. I was watching it literally just before I did this. You're and obsessed. yes, being a British sitcom, there are only. Probably about 20 episodes in the whole thing. So I know him really well. Anywho. So yeah, so Tim goes into the party.
1: Uh, Before we get in the party, I have a complaint about the city of London. Okay. This building is the address that Joanna gave, 26 Courtfield Gardens. The entrance is not on Courtfield Gardens, and that is wrong. (laughs) The entrance is on the other street, and I don't understand why they would put the address on the side where you can't get in the building. London is wrong. And I don't like it.
2: <laughs> Are you saying that you went to Google Maps and found this building and it's the right address?
1: Yeah, I went to the Street View to see if it was actually the right that building. But the side of the building we see that has all the entrances and the balconies is Barkston Gardens. Oh man. The side to the left is Courtfield Gardens. And I went around there and looked at the Street View. There's no entrance. <laughs> How do you put your address on the street where there's no entrance? London London, is if just you're listening. Weird. You're wrong.
0: Email in. Guest on the show, London. <laughs>
1: who made this choice i'm That'd guessing there's some uh, guess. there's some sort of like clout to being to, like living on Courtville gardens and that's why they did it like we'll put that as our address cuz it makes it sound like a nicer place cuz the other end of the block is a freaking hostel where like poor people can go in and stay for the night so maybe it just makes it sound better but i couldn't what's the
0: what's the name of the hostel
1: barkston something hostel cuz it's barkston gardens
0: okay fair enough I just remember looking at a lot of different locations every time I stay in London to try and find out like, the cheapest place to stay. So. Oh, well, of it'd be course. nice
2: to stay in that one. It's right by a place from this movie. You can just go reenact the
0: scene. That'll be my next choice, maybe. Well, it depends. Actually, I probably won't be up there again because the past three years it's been for that award thing at the House of Commons and now I'm over 16. I can't enter under 16 anymore. So it'll be very hard to compete with actual proper filmmakers now. I'll give it a go, maybe. But probably no luck. But yeah, City of London, if you're listening, guest on the show.
2: (laughs) Well, it's weird to me, I'll say this, regarding uh, uh, Robert's thing, it's weird to me that they needed to use an address that was in it at all, like why couldn't, they could have just made up any address. Is it concern for being as accurate as possible, so that someone can say, yeah, that's really London? Because I mean, in movies, uh, well, let me just go back. Because they have a beautiful balcony and they have these four giant floor-to-ceiling windows that you can see the party through, and it, it's it's a gorgeous shot. Yeah, but I mean, East St. Louis was New York in Escape from New York. Why mm-hmm. did they have to? Why did they have to use an addri- the right address but the wrong side of the building at all? Any any random street at all would have. But would the movie
1: uses the right side of the building. It's just the address uses the wrong side of the building. So you're, you so yeah,
0: so your complaints with the house, not with the film. Yeah. <laughs> My complaint is with reality, not the oh,
1: movie. Okay, okay. I think it's interesting that the movie uses the real address because it, they made a point of him asking for the address, and so it's nice that it's accurate. Run, and it's a big building, so you can't like go stalk the person who lives in this apartment. This building. I from. was going to say a ran- lot of people living there. I was going to say random
0: question, like for houses and things in films, like would it be complete wrong etiquette? Etiquette or courtesy to actually like go to a film location at some point and just knock on their door and like ask nicely. Boy, it really depends. <laughs> like you... This is something. Yes,
2: this is something I, I mean... know a little bit about. But Robert, you've got a story. Some, you go first. Yeah,
1: some of them are. Well, uh, I know from Michael Myers' minute the the Strode House, for example, where Laurie lives in South Pasadena. You don't knock on the door because you don't have to. The owners keep on their porch a fake pumpkin and like a little. Uh, board with photos on it of lori and them sitting on the little pillar with the pumpkin and they're like go ahead and use this just put it back and so they they're very nice to people by keeping you away from you know, knocking on their door they never filmed inside that house anyway but you can take their fake pumpkin and go pose for pictures on the pillar out the corner they're really nice about it so it depends how visually rec- i mean like this isn't famous for being in about time you know but that's a famous shot that it's lori strode sitting on the pillar
0: I know with um, Gavin and Stacey, which is just another sitcom I've talked about quite a lot, like, one of the houses they they actually filmed, like, in as well as outside of, like, there's a woman who lives there, and apparently she has, like, thousands of visitors each year, and she just lets them in, look around the house, shows them, like, a display that she's got indoors, and she's got a script, apparently she's one of the only, she's the only person in possession of a script that reveals a big secret with the show that they're never gonna reveal, which is, uh, yeah... I, I assume she probably doesn't show that to anyone, but because that would have leaked on the
1: internet. But yeah, that's oh, yeah, so the some... secret. Enough. Yeah, you know,
2: <laughs> Mikey and Data's house, the Goonies' house, is an interesting place. Yeah, they go through periods of letting people in, only letting people come up to the driveway, and having like vicious signs saying "Stay the hell away."
1: Is that just like different owners moved right, in? Different or owners
2: it, move in. They just got moody. And they do different things. <laughs> Right now I believe it's a it's an owner who wants everyone to just stay the hell away. But when yeah. I visited back 12 years ago or whatever there was they had a come on up to the driveway but don't knock, be quiet, be courteous, don't drive, walk. But there were times like during the well, 25 contra- anniversary the 25th anniversary where you could just go up there and knock and they'd talk to you. Nice.
0: Well, controversial opinion, I kind of think that if you end up living in an iconic house from a film, then I think that maybe, like, it should just be part of buying the house that you know that people are going to come and visit. and that that's Yes,
1: it's like when they have to tell you someone died in a house. It's like, oh, by the way, this was used in Goonies. Oh, yeah. You're going to have people coming here all the time.
0: Yeah, and, you know, kind of please be nice to them and maybe not necessarily let them in, but, you know, right. allow them to take photos by your house, all of this stuff. Like, I think if you're not willing to do that, then don't buy the or, house.
2: Or, you know, I think that would be sort of the Chamber of Commerce there, speaking of Historia now, yeah. you know, approaching the guy going, you know, this is the Goonies' house. People are going to come by. <laughs> what are, you know, and kind of working out a deal with them. What do you want to do about that? Can we? Because, yeah. I mean, tourism-wise, it's kind of a big deal there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you'd be really disappointed, like, if you traveled to go and see the house from the film and you can't get anywhere near.
1: Right. When I went to uh, Woodstock, Illinois, where they filmed Groundhog Day, The house where he goes for piano lessons when you go on the walking tour. The girl who lives there in the present was like out in front selling uh, hot chocolate to people. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like she knew the tour was coming by. And so she set up (laughs) hot chocolate and was selling it. Actually, no, I think she was giving it away for free even. It might have been free. I don't remember. I don't remember if she was trying to make money off us or just being nice. I I think she might have just been being nice. I think I've only been
0: to one film or tv location and that's the house that was used in sarah jane adventures oh. i've been there twice because it's like not too far away from where the doctor who experience was in cardiff so both times i went down there and i mean the whole street's nice and got a couple of photos there but i didn't i found out afterwards they actually filmed inside the house as well so i think i probably would knock and ask politely if I knew, like if, if there was any chance of you know seeing a little bit but i don't know I think it would sort of depend on how brave I'm feeling on the day. I think it would be funner are... because I'm sure you. I wouldn't be. I'm sure I wouldn't be the first to ask that. Like I'm sure, no. you know, there'd be tons of people, especially something that's in the Doctor Who universe and is really close to everywhere else where they film Doctor Who. Like people do tours and visit around them Oh,
2: I think it would be fun. were would be places like the Henry Jones Senior House in Utah, or the the Christmas Story House in Ohio, or wherever that is, where you can just like yeah. rent the place and and stay there for the night.
0: Like, about time, really, Whoa. the main yeah, house. the family about home time. you can oh, rent. Nice. It's like two grand for a weekend, but you can rent it. But it also sleeps, like, 21 people, so... it's yeah, a, shame a lot that, of bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's a shame that so many of you all live in the States, because we should have just got, like... Should at the end of the show just have everyone who's guested on the show travel travel <laughs> down to Cornwall and just share the house. I mean, if this show had a budget, that'd be awesome, and then record, yeah. like, commentaries and stuff, like, from inside the house. <laughs> If you're listening and you have a lot of money, please email in. I mean, I guess if I contact the venue, like, if I can find a time and, like, a possibility to go down to Cornwall, I probably can't because it's still quite expensive and still a reasonable distance from here. But if I could, like, if I just contacted the venue and said, like, you know, we don't want to stay in there, but... We just want to hang out for half an hour. (laughs) Yeah, if there's any time we've got any visitors that wouldn't mind us having, like, a little look around. Oh, yeah, like the Stanley. Like, there might be... Like, yeah because if you if you can stay in there they might not mind like if especially if I name the show like if I say you know I'm yeah. a co- I'm one of the hosts of two minutes about time it'd be great if there's any chance to just have a look around for half an hour uh, you know is there any chance you could ask whoever your guests are on that day whether they'd let us I don't know I feel like if people end up living there because they like you know choosing to stay there because they like the film. Then maybe they'd appreciate someone coming round who's overly obsessed with the film.
1: Yeah, you just got to make sure you get there when it's someone who knows it from the film. Yeah, and not just because it's an awesome house on the shore. Mm. See, it is really close to the shore. (laughs) Like
0: it's anyway. I've just realised we haven't finished the first minute, and we've been going for how long? That's that's pretty short show for in my
2: experience so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but considering we're doing two minutes per episode, like you know, oh right, we haven't gotten to
1: minute forty-two yet. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: no. I'm gonna have to go out and clap the NHS in two minutes, so there we go. So let's 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 quickly talk. So he yeah he, so he goes he talks to Joanna who says uh hello, do I know you? He says um no 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 I'm a friend of Mary's. Isn't that a dangerous move? Uh, like because if yeah. he ends up with Mary, he'll you know there's a, there's a chance that Joanna will be like oh I thought you knew him already. You know?
1: Well is it a dangerous well, move? Can just... if you can time travel though and fix it. Right, he doesn't know if this is gonna take, so he could. I, he should have said some random name that wasn't Mary, though. Just like, yeah, I'm a friend of Dave's. It's like, oh, is Dave here? God just yeah, just. uh
2: I hate Dave. Rely on her social embarrassment to go. Oh, Dave! Yeah, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> but mm, I think I think it's a it's a weird thing to focus on, but it's something that I have thought about a few times. And then she says, she has another uh, friend. Gosh, you amaze me. <laughs> but hooray! And he says, Oh, well, oh, ooh and then they go off. And yeah, I yeah, I, I do I do love her, her joke about it. she's got she another friend.
1: Well, she's a reader. Yeah. Joanne. Joanna's fun.
0: She's <laughs> Yeah. I I wish we got more of Joanna. She's not in the latter part of the film very much. The
2: guy know. who made the movie Do we
0: even see her after the wedding?
2: The guy who made the movie figured oh, out how to case? have a librarian yeah. or how figured out how to have a character who's a librarian without having to go to the tired old librarian trope. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yep. Right, I'm gonna go and clap our health service now. Oh. Well, I can possibly I, I've got like one more minute, but there's not much. Just go. Yeah, but okay, I'll be back you. I'll be back just before five past Feel free to make a start on minute 42 and I'll oh, We're appear. going on to
1: 43 and 44 We're good.
0: Sure <laughs> Enjoy. I wonder what will happen if my internet cuts out, like oh, It would be a good time for my internet to cut out, really, wouldn't it? This would be the perfect time. Like, if it happens no. again We'll mm-hmm. go at the
2: end of the show and Robert and I will do uh, 43 and 44. Yeah. But what we'll do is
0: right, anyway. we'll
2: talk in such a way that it makes it seem like you're answering but nobody else can hear. <laughs> <laughs> a little artistic piece.
0: All right, anyway, I'll be. He can answer as quick later. as I can. I'm, I'm actually filming the clap today for a documentary I'm doing, so. Oh, nice. Hopefully it's good. Although I believe they're blasting out copyrighted music, so that'll be interesting. We'll go. Don't miss out. Not a All problem. Right.
1: It's incidental.
0: All right, bye. Well, see you in a. Speak in a moment. I can words. Okay, so. He's leaving for claps for the
2: health.
1: I yeah. have no idea what that means. Uh, everyone goes out on, like, their front porch and they all applaud the, like, health workers and stuff for. Oh. Taking care of people. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Does that happen in your town? No. Huh. No. It's like a British thing they're doing. There are probably some. Towns in, in this country doing it, too, but I don't know of any. But every Thursday at 8, they go out and cheer, basically. Meanwhile, Meanwhile uh, the hot dog. Indiana gives a, a hot dog to Tim. I don't get this at gets all. It, waits till he takes a bite. She's like, took me hours, made them myself. Yeah, he thanks her. He takes a bite, and then she says, disgusting, totally undercooked. See you later. <laughs> Well, that she waits until he takes a bite to tell them they're undercooked. Well,
2: and it took her hours to make
1: undercooked hot dogs. <laughs> it took her hours to make hot dogs at all. <laughs> hot dogs make themselves. They're literally edible out of the pack. Yeah, package. you could just... You can they're just disgusting, them, but they're edible. going. <laughs> it took her hours. <laughs> I love she's bragging about making hot dogs.
2: I've met uh, some people her age that would brag about making hot dogs.
1: Yeah. She's basically a prostitute, so she doesn't know about food. It's fine. <laughs>
2: so, are you saying that because she jokes, they joke about it, or is there some deeper watching of this?
1: No they they make it they make a joke about that yeah. twice. So I'm
2: going with okay. that. <laughs> basically a prostitute, and
1: because uh, Luke likes the soundtrack, I'm going to complain about this song before he gets back. <laughs> he can hear it later. Because Dilemma by Nellie and Kelly Rowland is playing as uh, Tim finally like rotates and sees Mary across the, she's out on the balcony by herself. And this song reminds me of sex scenes from the room. I I mean, this is clearly a more popular song and I heard it and I'm like, you know, this would fit. And I'm, I'm wondering if I can fit it in actually, because I'm still thinking about re-editing that film once the podcast is done. But it's, I don't like this song. It's so, ugh.
2: This, this song I think is a, a, a lot better than that song. The name is the name of the song Ooh. is "Sex Scenes from the Room."
1: No, no, no. This this song is called Dilemma. No, this song is called Dilemma. But no, this song reminded me of the songs that play in the "Sex Scenes okay. from
2: the Room" that just play there,
1: which are these really bad songs that by artists that never really did anything. Oh no, yeah, we talked about was it. on American Idol, but I caught yeah. the end of
2: one of those. Uh, I, I I was traumatized by your by your podcast. Personally, <laughs> I got to I got thirty seconds of it or so. Before he moved on to nice. the flower shop.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but this, I don't I don't care for this song. Fortunately, it's in the background. It's the party, and it kind of disappears as he gets out on the balcony with her. It's reasonably 2013. Um, and so, yeah, he goes out there. I'm, I'm pretty sure before he goes out, we, there's a bong on the shelf in the background, too, which is funny. In Joanna's apartment. It might just be a bottle of some sort, but the shape's similar. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Well, I only watched it once, though. Usually I'm able to obsessively yeah.
2: watch a movie 10 times before going on a podcast about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a
1: bomb. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he sees Mary. He goes out there. She sees him and smiles, which is nice because she has no idea who this guy is. They say hi. he's the guy Tim, Mary. And for the third time, he goes with, that's my mother's name. He's not learning very well, but he is smart enough this time to say, let's not get into that. <laughs> And continuity, I have a complaint because I'm the obsessive one. I'm pretty sure someone either stole or turned off the Christmas lights that were under this umbrella because we saw them from outside. I don't know if they turned them off or someone took oh, them. Oh, you're right. They're gone. I don't even see any in there now. No. We don't quite see up in the top. I, I couldn't tell quite how close together they were from the far shot outside, but they're definitely off, if not gone. And uh, Oh, yeah, they're off. He says, I know this is forward, but your face tells me that you're finding this party to be a living hell. So, I just wondered if you might come and have a bite to eat with me instead. And he kind of looks towards his watch and says, right now. <laughs> he knows Rupert's coming. This is such an Arthur Dent Lord. Short window here. And Mary starts to say, I'm sorry, and the minute cuts off. And Luke's still gone. Now, Luke, what we should know, everyone listeners. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here and say something. Say something horrible about him, but also be nice. <laughs> so, he's not offended. <laughs> He likes to talk about his, his his films, which is good. You know, you got to be proud of the stuff you make. Good for him. I'm kind of the opposite. I make podcasts where I don't even talk about myself or promote them because I'm weird. That's why he's in charge of this one. <laughs> I'm just a co-host, which is the greatest <gasps> I can't imagine. Boy, I'd like to, I'd like like, to just get on and talk uh, Luke for doesn't, a few Luke hours. Luke doesn't know this yet.
2: Not have to edit, not have to do anything. Just wash my hands
1: well here's the thing luke will find this out when he listens to this i i do edit them slightly i've cut five minutes off of each episode oh, he sends them to me and when i'm listening to him like oh i could cut that um i could cut that pause i could cut this and so i just i've just been opening them in, in audacity to listen to them <laughs> <laughs> just... and then cut out some silence cut out some things and so it's like a weird mix he does most of the editing and then i do like a little quick once over that'd be perfect that's how i do my photography but, but otherwise, it's like I do my usual obsessive notes, which I do for every show if I'm a guest or whatever. It's like, I need to see this address on Google Earth. Okay, open it on my phone, zoom in, look around. Where do we get to the Greek restaurant. <laughs> that real restaurant had some problems. We'll get to that. You got some notes. I think next episode. Yeah.
2: So, I guess I've got a slight continuity thing, too. I don't know how. Yeah. I, I haven't been obsessed about it the way you have, but... What are all these trees doing outside of this window? The last time we saw this, it was a bare street, wasn't it?
1: Well, I think that's the problem. There are trees, but I think the balcony we saw. Yeah. I'm going back to 41 right now just Did... to check it out. Wait. Wait a sec. There are no trees on that side that's of the what building. I'm that side of the street. Oh. Could it be. Hold on. I just want to look. This might not be that yeah. building at all, the inside. I'm going to the street crossing. Which is also why it's okay to use a real address. They didn't actually film there looking right And they just matched it by putting an umbrella outside. There's
2: the watch. He looks up. Okay, there are some bushes, but nothing like what we see. And that umbrella is not in the window. I think this is a different location. It's on
1: the balcony. Yeah. Well, one of the buildings near the Greek restaurant where they're about to go next minute does also have balconies similar to this, so maybe they filmed over there. Oh. It'd be interesting when you get there to see if they've got a bunch of trees outside of those balconies. Hello. Oh, hi, Luke.
0: How much genuine conversation have I missed?
1: Uh, We finished the minute.
2: And then just started talking about... I mean, we actually finished the minute. You actually have?
1: Okay. I had some talks about continuity with the umbrella. Joanna's drug use. We got into that a little bit. I don't know. Made some
0: comparisons to the room. So are we talking you finished 42?
1: Yeah. Wow. We're very efficient.
0: <laughs> Clearly, I I'm, I'm the person who's been holding you down this whole oh. time.
1: That was what a good part that, of the conversation. Have you was not about, heard yeah. The Mandy sucks minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those episodes uh, other than two of them, I think they average <laughs> under 10 minutes, so like 5. Except minutes. for
2: the one I was on, it took me I was it took me efficient. an afternoon to listen to the whole run.
1: Yeah, that one's like an hour. <laughs> And then the the very final episode is two hours long.
0: Yeah. So have um, you uh, you ran through all the dialogue and mm-hmm. complained about okay. the Christmas lights, the bong on the shelf. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> so there, there we there we there we go. If the, I I don't think I've got any <laughs> anything to I don't know what you said but I don't think I've got anything to add cause... although I'm going to be that guy you can add, I'm going to go minute. ahead and
2: be that guy here you. Did you have something that you wanted to say about the the music in this scene?
0: (laughs) Do it. What is the the music?
1: You're the music guy. Is this not on the soundtrack?
0: I I didn't have the chance to look back at this minute today. Hang on. Don't you know that it is true? It's It's a song called Dilemma. I know the song, but I don't think it's on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Which is strange, because they've got some songs on the soundtrack that are
1: hardly in the film. Well, it's the party music, you know. They don't want to promote it. Had but I might steal it and days. insert it into the room. But you'll hear about that when you go backward. So
0: so what, 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 what's the connection with the room?
1: Oh, the... you. We already had a whole conversation about this without you. You'll have to just listen to it later. <laughs> it'll be a surprise when you're <laughs> editing.
0: So this, 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 I'll probably not edit this one for about a month, so be, oh, actually, be, this will
1: be... I've forgotten this conversation. Be
0: yeah. Basically, a, the song reminded
1: album. me of the songs from the sex scenes in the room.
0: I, I, I can get that, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. fair enough.
1: But I was afraid if it was a song from the soundtrack, you were going to really love it and it would come across weird. (laughs) But it's not on the soundtrack, so it's fine.
0: thing is, some of the songs from the sex scenes in the room would be alright songs if they didn't bring disturbing images into your head every time you hear them.
1: And if they, you know, sped them up, produced them better.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I should have something to say because this is technically Tim first meeting Mary. Nah, because
1: he says the mother thing again, he gets past that. Uh, he tells her she looks like she's having a bad time and more of their conversation is next minute. Really? So yeah. You'll be fine. The next minute.
0: It's quite pushy, really, what he says. Like, it, it. once again, it's surprising that this ends up working out.
1: Because. Yeah. Well, like, he asked for the address and stuff like a weirdo. Now he's like, let's go out right now. And then at the when they go to the restaurant, he's like this sarcastic dick. And I'm like, dude, are you just hoping this goes badly so he can erase it again? Or what? But really, he's just testing her to see if she can keep up. I mean, could it
0: have worked if he turned up to the party actually earlier, and was one of the first people there, and got to make like a good impression on both of them? Like, no, you okay. don't want to be
1: the awkward first arrival if you don't actually know people. I've done that; it's horrible. Ooh.
0: Have Have you got a story to tell us? It, it was was that it?
1: <laughs> that was basically it. It was a, it was a New Year's party, and I was invited by like a friend of the hosts. And then I got there a little too early, and hardly anyone was there, including the friend who had invited me wasn't there yet. And so I'm like, uh, hi, I'm Cherie's friend. I'll stand over here in the corner, and they're, they're still setting stuff. I'm like, actually, can I help? <laughs> so I ended up helping them set stuff up. So it went okay, but it was just awkward for a moment. I was like, I don't know anyone in this room.
0: I'm trying to think whether I've been to, like, any parties that aren't my nan's Christmas parties. That might be it. And, like, birthday parties when you're a kid. Well, technically I'm still a kid, but we'll ignore that. But yeah, you know, I, I mean I don't I don't think I've actually been to parties like this to know that and you know I I, I tend to be pretty well known when I'm at my nan's Christmas party, she tends to know who I am. <laughs> thankfully. Every uh, time
2: I go to a party like this and we tend to... it ends up being I end up having the perfect timing so that I show up just late enough for nobody to have feel like they need to include me in any part of the party from that point on. Nice. (laughs) I show up. It's like the opposite Uh, problem. I show up late, and I'm just in the corner going, "Everybody's already got their things. Everybody's already made their friends and their groups." Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: I was watching a video the other day, right, of my nan's like the party she did for the millennium, which was like four years before I was born, so I missed out on that. But she had this like amazing idea for a party game, assuming it was her idea. And this, this is just a tangent, but that's the point of podcasts. And the the idea was that it was she went to Charity shop, what's what you call that? A thrift store? Is that the same thing? Yeah. 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 She went there, bought like as many cheap and big clothes as she could. Then she did a game of like pass the parcel, but whoever it kept left on had to put on one of the random items of clothes <laughs> from the middle. And it looks like, like such an amazing party game. And it's like, why does she never do that again? Like, <laughs>
1: I, I awesome. assume it was over what they were wearing. It wasn't yeah. like a very adult party where they had to switch it out. No, it was over. What that could were. be a good way to get to know people too. See,
2: though. that's the kind of parties my mom had. <laughs> <laughs> they would get underneath a, they would the they would underneath <laughs> the blankets and change clothes with each other and that kind of thing.
0: Ah,
1: nice. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't have any good party. As I said, my my only good party anecdote was a party I was too young to have even existed when it happened. Like you know, I you'll think get that, some later. Yeah, maybe. Let's be honest, it'll all be embarrassing party anecdotes. I won't get the, wow, this amazing thing happened to me at a party. It'll be, I went to a party and it was the wrong party. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be an amazing story to accidentally turn up to the wrong party. And to have
1: it work out. That, yeah. yeah. That'd be a good story.
0: I'm going to start turning up to random people's parties until it works out. Just so do it on anecdote. like
1: New Year's Eve or something where you know they're going to have a party. And you just show up. That's how all those people got to the... Their family party. Oh, yeah. Those are just randoms from the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, because that was another conversation we'd had, Curtis, right? Which was the idea as to... Why are there so many young people at Tim's parents' New Year's Eve party? Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they're not Kit Kat's friends. Other than one that we know of. They're not Tim's friends. Just a bunch of young people. What did his dad do? He was a teacher, so it could be students. it could be students.
0: But he was a teacher. He retired early. Right, he? he retired. He'd been... Well...
1: Well, 50. We don't know how long ago he'd retired. We don't know his current age. Well, yeah, we...
0: Would that be weird, though? Because they're the age of students who would still be, like, in
1: uni. So, like... How old is Bill Nine? 49 and this was 2013. Yeah, he had been retired for like 15 years. So, no, they weren't current students. Or recent students. Okay. I don't know. Wait, he retired young. Assuming yeah, his character point. is the age of the actor, he basically retired when Tim was a toddler. Yeah, no, we knew that. Yeah, I like a little kid, huh? I, we knew he'd retired. I didn't know it was. I didn't think of it as being when he was a little kid. I just assumed it was. Recent. Oh no, that was the thing that.
0: There was a line about him being. Quite yeah, early. that was the thing
2: that struck me about this movie. Is he? He took the time off, like at the point where he took the time off at the point where he already
0: had more free time, like than he could ever need. And yeah, he thought, you know what, I could do with. Having even more free time.
1: Yeah. Bill
0: Nye is a man who would know how to cope with lockdown. He,
1: he had all the time he could ever need. But he wanted yeah. more. Let's watch that film.
0: Anyhow. Any. I don't. I, what, what? What are they? Sorry. I, I was going to say anyhow and anywho. They both mixed together. And it formed a very strange sound. But it's probably a good time to finish this Monday's episode well good time got would any like final 10, comments.
1: 15 minutes ago but
0: yeah maybe yeah a good time would have been while i was gone <laughs> yeah well, what i don't know is whenever i send the audio files to robert he just cuts me out of the show <laughs> it'd be weird if he yeah, talked you haven't about actually that. heard the show
2: yet. it'd be weird if he talked about that while you were gone yeah
0: so curtis where can the listeners find you on social media
2: i don't know uh Linktree, just go to Linktree, my name, and that's just got everything. I'm a photographer, I podcast, I do, I'm a reporter, I do stuff. So Link, so it's linktr.ee.myname, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-L-O-E-S.
1: That's the easy thing to say.
0: Okay, and Robert, where can the listeners
1: find you? Lemmingdrops.com for links to my blog, which recently woke up to my podcasts and then robert eg black on social media if you want to hear me rant occasionally about weird pol- politics and movies right both of your plugs are so short right here we go i'll try and make this as short as possible you got this i'm on
0: i'm on twitter at llama underscore bottle zero i'm on instagram at the ginger luke i'm on facebook at luke allen film all podcasts short films podcast appearances r- radio interviews newspaper articles all of that available at luke as well as this podcast, available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Two Men's About Time. And you can join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, to stay informed on all stuff this podcast and about time. I've just realised that I forgot to do the, the important thing for the end of the show. And I'm going to Google it right now. Um, right, so, another one from this, <laughs> from this website listing interesting ways to goodbye. Say goodbye, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll smell you later. <laughs> the Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme, originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle Eye Productions.